This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 11th of April. In your Squiz today, the election campaign is finally underway. The Pope calls for an Easter truce. Delta Cron is here. And Ash Barty, the children's author. This is your Squiz today. We've been talking about the federal election so much already that it feels like we've been in campaign mode since the start of the year. But it was formalised yesterday with PM Scott Morrison heading to Government House in Yarralumla to advise the Governor-General to call an election for the 21st of May. Claire, Morrison starts with a mountain to climb to hold on to government and win a second term as PM. Yeah, the polls show that the coalition is well behind Labor and no government has come from so far behind to win but there's a couple of things we know about the polls that is that they will tighten as we head towards election day Uh, the second thing is they aren't always right Uh, what happened in 2019 the polls showed a clear victory for Labor under Bill Shorten but of course that didn't happen and we know that because we've just had a coalition term in government yesterday we got a taste about where the two parties are coming from Scott Morrison says that the election is is about a choice between a government that you know and that has been delivering and a Labor opposition that you don't. Uh, He points to the economy, to jobs, to tax relief, also big investments in infrastructure and health and also national security as the policy priorities for the coalition. Uh, As for Labor, Albanese and his team say that they will deliver a better future for Australia and he has fended off Scott Morrison's claim that he's inexperienced. He says that if Labor was elected, they would be the most experienced incoming Labor government in history. And Labor needs to win seven seats to govern in a majority. That's going to be a tough ask. Claire, talk us through the numbers that will decide the vote in six weeks. Yeah, so there's 151 seats in the House of Representatives. Of course, we're very focused on the House of Reps because that's where the government is formed. The coalition won the last election by 77 seats, but when Craig Kelly left the party, it left them with 76, which is just a majority. So what the coalition needs to do is to hold on to those 76 seats, ideally win one more so that they do have a clear majority after they give away the Speaker to be the umpire of the House of Reps. Uh, They have a big hill to climb to do that, as we've just said. For Labor to win those seven seats, though, it does require a national swing of 3.3%. Which is quite a big swing. Uh, And to do that in some seats that are very tricky. So it really is going to be an excellent contest. And while we're on the campaign, we're going to squiz the election to help listeners get everything they need before election day, Claire. Oh, squiz podcasters, you're in for something really exciting. (laughs) (laughs) After this podcast episode, you'll hear our very first squiz the election episode. It's about setting the scene, about where we're starting. We're going to be releasing. Uh, more than 20 episodes throughout the election campaign that will step you through all the nuts and bolts of it. Uh, You can get to election day knowing everything you need to know to go in and vote. Today's episode is a great listen. I'll pop a link in your episode notes to the podcast and all the content if you want to read more. 
overseas now and Pope Francis has used his Palm Sunday service at the Vatican to call for a stop in fighting in Ukraine as Russia prepares for big new battles in the country's east, Claire. He says that they need to put down their arms to have some real negotiations Uh, and he was also critical of Russia. The Pope has been quite careful in his language but what he said in that service uh, is what kind of victory would be one that plants a flag on a heap of rubble. Uh, Over the weekend, there have been some big names actually visit Ukraine. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson uh, did a walk through Kiev, the capital, with President Vladimir Zelensky. Uh, He promised more weapons and more money to help them in their fight against Russia. And on Friday, Zelensky also played host to the European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen. Uh, She also promised more support, including arms. And a global fundraising campaign backed by governments and celebrities like U2 and Billie Eilish raised $13.3 billion to help Ukrainian refugees. It's estimated that four and a half million people have fled the country since the fighting began. War, floods and politics may have taken COVID off the front page, but the pandemic is still a thing. So it's fair to say that no one wants to hear the news that a new variant called Deltacron has arrived in the country, Claire. The pandemic is definitely still a thing and we do get to go through its various iterations. As you say, the latest is Deltacron. It's a combination of that more severe Delta strain and that super contagious Omicron variant. Um, Deltacron was a initially detected in February in France and it's been spreading through Europe and into the United States and on the weekend it was confirmed to be in New South Wales and Queensland. Uh, What the experts say is that it happens through a rare process called recombination and it happens when someone has both those strains uh, and the virus's genetic material mixes up uh, to create a hybrid virus. But the message from health experts is don't panic and the new variant is behaving more like Omicron because it has its mutated protein spike, which is different from Delta, so it shouldn't lead to nasty illness, particularly if people have got their booster shot. Last week, the RBA board met and decided to leave interest rates on hold at 0.1%. But on Friday, the bank released its twice-yearly review with modelling, which estimated that if interest rates go up two percentage points over the next two years, housing prices could fall up to 15%, Claire. Yeah, economics nerds usually get very excited about the financial stability review that, as you say, is out twice-yearly. And quite often it goes unnoticed, but of course, we're in a very different kind of phase with interest rates and also housing prices. So that estimate that prices could fall up to 15% over two years if interest rates do go up a couple of percentage points uh, really did get quite a bit of attention over the weekend. What the bank estimates is that 40% of borrowers won't struggle with any kind of interest rate increase because they're already uh, making their minimum monthly repayments and they're paying extra, uh, but there are concerns for about 20% uh, of borrowers who are very highly indebted. And there are concerns for this group of heavily indebted borrowers because the big four banks are now certain that rates will rise this year, probably starting in June. Definitely one to watch as the year progresses. 
Keen Squeezers will know that we're mad keen Ash Barty fans, which means we've been speculating on what life holds for the former world number one tennis star in retirement. And yesterday she revealed that she's swapping the racket for writing a new range of children's books, Claire. Yep, the Little Ash series they're called. Uh, Six books based on her experience. She says that she was inspired to write them for her five-year-old niece. There's been lots of speculation about what Barty will do next. Lots of questions about whether she'll take up professional golf uh, or cricket or football. So this one really was a bit out of the blue. That's right. She was keeping us on tenterhooks during that retirement announcement. But Barty has partnered with another Aussie author and illustrator for the six book series. It'll hit shelves on July the 6th and something tells me they're going to be a huge hit. Squeeze the day, Claire. What's on today that you're keeping an eye on? It's one of those big ceremonial days in Canberra uh, now that the parliament is going to come to an end. Uh, What happens today is that there's a service out the front of Parliament House. The House of Representatives will be dissolved at 9.30am. They do it in style. There's a 19-gun salute. Wow, one to watch this morning. For me, I'm looking overseas for round one of the French presidential election that we previewed at the end of last week. The exit polls suggest President Macron has beaten his main opponent, Marine Le Pen, in yesterday's vote. They're on track to run off in a second round in a fortnight. That's all from us today. If you like what we do, leave us a review on your podcast app. It helps us spread the word and to grow. Have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.